Welcome back to Your Tech Report. For gadget news and reviews, click to yourtechreport.com. Welcome back, Marco Flalo and Mitchell Winfield with you talking all things. Well, Mitchell, what do you want to talk about? Anything coming up in the next couple of days that we should uh, focus in on here? I don't know. You know, is Apple having an event? I heard that they're announced a W oh. W something. Is that happening? Oh, by the way, you know, I have this two-hour window blocked off <laughs> in my calendar for Monday for some reason. You, you, two hours seems like a pretty long time, oh. but I think we're putting we're expecting a pretty long worldwide developers conference from Apple. Uh, uh, just what two days away, a day away, depending when you're listening to this. You know what? We started, you know, before we record, we sort of start, you know, giving each other little clues, and we talked about the time of the event. And let, let me put it in perspective because I think it's it's worth mentioning. Uh, you know, when these, you know, everyone knows W. Well, if you don't know, we're telling you, WWDC classically has been a software conference that Apple talks about the latest innovations on the software side, and it wasn't that long ago. Uh, a little more than a decade ago, where WWDC just meant talking about Mac OS, right? It meant talking about their computer software. Yeah. That's great. You know, the conference was basically around that. Developers had to best use their software, how they could help developers, how developers could help Apple innovate. Great. But then along came a little thing called iPhone. So now we have, oh, we have Mac OS and we have iOS, right? And then came the iPad. Now we have Mac OS, iOS, iPad OS, and whoa, now they have a little watch. <laughs> Mac OS, I, iOS, iPad OS, and now watch, watch OS. OS. And Mark, we're getting rumors, and even though we just said that WWDC is classically a software-driven conference, we know in the past they have sort of pushed the show with little hints about hardware that's coming, and we're hearing there's a new OS named Reality OS on the way that's going to power their VR, their alleged, because it hasn't been announced yet, but it will, yeah, uh, AR VR headset that's going to be driven by its own software. That will be a fifth OS that every WWDC in the future Hopefully, if you know their headset is a success, um, so it's only getting longer, even if it's only based on software, because now we're going to have a fifth OS. So what used to be one is about to become five. And Mark, that explains the two-hour time frame, and don't expect it to get any shorter anytime soon. That's a lot of pointing and emphasis. There's still some hesitation out there in the world about this headset. You now think? Yeah, there's still people saying, well, I, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. And I think those are the people that want to just put it out there so they could say, haha, in case it, it doesn't happen. But I mean, Apple is even hyping this event as a new era for them. So I think that the the there will be no lack of headset in any way, shape or form. My real big question mark is, what is this going to be? Because just days ago... Meta announces the say, Quest that's, 3. That should be your clue that Apple is announcing their headset. Yeah, exactly. That Mark Zuckerberg or, or, or they're wondering as much as everybody else. They're like, we just got to release this. We got to announce it. Because they announced it. It's not even going to be available until end of September at September least, 27th, right? yeah, at $500 price point. That's right. Yeah, but, that, but September 27th is when they're going to reveal more. They didn't even say it's going to be available at that I'm, point. I'm guessing holiday of this year. Correct. Yeah. So, and, and, and uh, you know under 600 bucks, whereas Apple's headset expect is expected to come in at $3,000. Now, again, all allegedly, all allegedly, we have no clue. But what do you think Apple can do with a headset of this style that sets it apart? Because I am, I've got ideas, but I don't have anything that really I'd even want to share because I don't think they're, they're refined enough. And I think Apple, to sell something at that price point for a first generation anything, right? 
It's really got to blow people away. Okay, I have an idea here, Mark. And it's not going to be something you're going to want to wear on a bus, right? Well, well, you're not going to want to go out and drive with this thing on. No. Well, you shouldn't be driving with a headset on anyway, let's face it. Your peripheral well, well, vision if it's, a, if it's augmented reality, it's, yeah, it's, but it's still Yeah, but there are going to be laws about that because if the battery goes out and now you have a blank screen, you basically have a blindfold on while you're driving. No, no, but I'm saying I'm saying that if, if this were Apple Glass like we all expected it to right. be, where right. it's just transparent and there's something overlaid on the world, okay. it can't go dark, right? But this is not expected to be that. No. This is expected to be AR-VR. a black out AR, VR, see-through cameras, you know, use motion instead of controllers. Well, let's talk about What do this. you think it's going to be? What's the big... Okay, so let's let's take the price point out of it because we all know that basically if you're selling an item that's a $3,000 headset, except for the very wealthy and the very Apple obsessed, this is not an attainable, sustainable price point for a product that you want to be received en masse, right? It's, it's just yeah. not. So basically more than anything, it's a proof of concept for what is to come on a more accessible level for people that want to spend, let's say, $1,000, $1,200. Because let's face it, we're spending $1,300 now on our phones. To yeah. say we have a $1,000, $1,200 headset is not that out of line when you think of it in terms of the rest of their product. So you brought up a great question. Correct. What can yeah. Apple do differently, not just differently, that will incentivize people to spend Forgetting the three thousand, even at eleven hundred or twelve hundred or a thousand dollars, it's still twice as much, pretty much, as the existing leader in the segment, which is Meta, with their Quest headset. So, what can Apple do to incentivize that purchase? Number one, just the fact that it's Apple is enough for a lot of people to say, "Oh, if it's Apple, I have to have it." Let's get away from that, from the Apple fanboys and fangirls yeah. and fan people. Okay, what can they do? Classically, these headsets are bulky and heavy on the head, even in their best form, even when you have the the counterbalance in the back to balance it, they're, they're bulky and they're a, nu- a nuisance to keep on your head for any long period of time. They're not comfortable like a pair of glasses would be, okay? Yeah. Um, let's just say the visuals are good, but they're not great. They're not Apple great. Apple prides themselves on great displays, great visuals, brightness. Oh, they're HDR saying there's going to be like 8K displays on each eye. Like, so well, that's no, going to be saying four, They're saying like right now 4K on each eye. They're saying 4K on each Which eye. Which is insane. They're saying 4,000 nits, okay? Now, to put that in perspective again, a nit is a level of brightness. Really bright television, a really bright screen that you see, they say 1,000 nits. And then, you know... Um, it can, maxing out also does not mean full time it's going to be to certain Correct. brightness, but it's peak brightness we're talking about. Like a thousand nits on a phone is like, okay, we're going to watch this in sunlight. Correct. So 4,000 nits, not just for brightness, but for pre- peak nits lets you have great contrast. So if we're talking 4K on each eye, 4,000 nits. And here's here's the kicker, pixels per inch. Right now our iPhones are hovering what, around 400-ish and they have great displays. Yep. They're talking about around 4,000 PPI pixels per inch. Okay, so this is. But you know, in context, hang on. In context, though, the entire glass surface is about an inch and a half, right? Right, right. So, but they know it's going to be so close to your face to simulate these environments and simulate these yeah. experiences that things things are much more visible when they're that close to your eye. So you know, if you if you used a Meta, you know, Quest of any kind, or if you used any of the other virtual reality or augmented reality headsets, you know, you'll see some pixelization because those screens are right up against your eye. Yeah, Apple doesn't want that. So that we're talking about four thousand PPI. We're, this is, I think, four or five thousand. We'll, we we'll get all the specs when they when it happens. So what can Apple do differently? incredibly lightweight. We're talking about something very thin that sits on your face like a pair of lightweight goggles, basically very thin, like wearing an iPhone on your face. Okay, that kind of thinness. And how do they do that? Because the battery is not going to be built in. We're hearing the battery is going to be an external battery pack. 
that you wear on your belt loop or whatever, which again, sounds kind of wonky. But if you think about it, you're not going to be walking around town wearing these. You're going to be at home. You're going to be sitting at your desk. You're going to be lying in bed. Imagine being able to have these experiences, watch TV, interact with your computer, sitting around. I don't think it's going to be, I don't think the external battery pack is going to be as odd as people think when they see how this is going to be used. So what can Apple do? You know do? what's more odd is a cable just kind of dripping down into I know, something like I know. that. So we're going to have to see how they implement it. But what, what can they do better? Better visuals lighter weight more sustainable but what, more about, the, what about the experience the that, that's more what I, uh, sure they can make a better physical piece of hardware right i have no doubt in my mind even if there was a battery embedded in the strap or something you know maybe there's a ba- i don't know who knows you know eventually there's going to be a battery built into these things right. dgi did it with their goggles and, and whatever but what is the experience what is that reality os going to be that makes it worth the money that makes it set it apart is it the minority realistic report. nature minority of it? report no no controllers your hands it's they're going back to the original iphone you know keynote with steve jobs but what are What's you gonna do on it okay i get it okay minority report so you're using your hands as an input yes. maybe there's lidar sensors there's cameras so you can yeah, see supposed through to be a bunch of cameras inc- yeah maybe you can see through an incredible clarity like you're just seeing through to the world okay right but what are you doing is it a work device is it a play device? Am I interacting with iOS? Am I pushing buttons? Am I typing emails? What am I doing with this? Working, am gaming, I playing games, yeah, uh, playing games, uh, doing your work, uh, consuming media. You know, having that beautiful 4K screen in front of you. I don't know. We're going to see that. That's going to be, but that's going to be the whole thing. What do they have to support their hardware that incentivizes the purchase or people diving in? What are they going to show that makes people say, "I have to have this"? And I'm telling you. If they have people interfacing with their computer, okay, if they have a couple of good games that they can demo, if they have a couple of good ways to interface and use it as a computer, if they can show a great way to use it as a great screen to consume media, if it does all three of these things decently and they have demos showing that, it will be enough, assuming the price point comes down in future models. Because yeah. 3000 ain't going to incentivize anything unless it's giving you massages and maybe cooking food. You know, I look I look at the, the MetaQuest Pro, which radical new design more comfortable in the head i used it for a couple a couple of weeks it was interesting the the virtual desktop was kind of cool it was neat how you could actually show your desktop in front of you but it wasn't something that i'd leave on my head for hours at a time you no. know it's not something that i'd leave on my head even to watch a movie on you know maybe if i was on a plane maybe um but i just i have yet to figure that out and hopefully that i mean they have to answer that question yeah. right that is the question that needs to be answered it could be the most beautiful piece of hardware in the world but unless they answer that question and give me giving me an equivocal that's why i will then say i don't know if they've accomplished their mission i will say anyone from what we hear and again this is please take this with a gigantic you know your tech report grain of salt uh that's a new thing um everything i've heard from anyone that has tried this headset including including palmer lucky the 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 godfather of vr and ar right who created you know all the other headsets um it's like mind-blowing from what we hear okay that's all i mean that's all i can say listen i'm with you it's like a kind of like i just i just don't know i just don't know and i'm not i'm not i'm not coming at this from a negative approach i'm just i'm optimistic i want to see something i want to be blown away yeah so here's my last question about the headset because i want to talk about some other stuff too is do you think we're going to see this as a center stage event and we're going to spend an hour on this or do you think this is going to be a one more thing for a half hour at the end half an hour because, because uh, like we said, we have too many OSs. We have four other operating systems that we have to talk about in terms yeah. of what, what, you know, what innovations, how we're innovating in those areas. I think they can't forget about their bread and butter. Their bread and butter being, you know, well, the bread and butter is really iOS. And, so this know, is really so. the introduction to the world and to developers 
This is what we're doing. This right. is what it's going to look like. Right. This is what we expect you to do with it. Now go out to the world and go make stuff for this. So when we release this at the same time that the meta is released in October, there'll be apps and there's an ecosystem ready to go. Okay. I'm interested. I, I can't wait for you to watch this and say, uh, Mitchell, I'm buying the $3,000 one because I'm, I'm buying just it. Brought... You know what? You don't have, I don't have to watch it. I don't have to watch it. I'm going to go buy it. I mean, I'm in this world. You know, I think everybody who's anybody is going to want to try this out, right? We have a radio You're show. It's for, it's for the, we're doing it for the people. Oh, yeah, it's not it's for, for us. Work, totally. We're doing it for you folks. Totally. We're not doing oh, it for ourselves. God, yeah. Okay. Actually, I, I want to talk about this. Yeah. So, you know, expectations, obviously the headset, there is uh heavy rumors that there's going to be a 15 inch MacBook air. Yes. Along the same lines of the of the current design MacBook Air, which is a beautiful computer, by the way, I love it. Like if it, if it's as powerful and as great as even the last MacBook Air, it's a great buy. It's gonna be it's gonna make me wonder, hmm, should I go buy that? Right, even though I just bought a MacBook Pro. Okay, I think we're gonna see some updates on the iPad yep. line, maybe some new processors. They're saying we're gonna see M3 chips or M2 Ultra chips, higher end M2 chips, in a Mac Studio. Okay, great. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think we're going to see any updates to the Mac Mini? And do you think we're going to see that Mac Pro? Well, we just had, you know, the very, the soft launch of the M2 Mac Mini uh, that had the Pro, that has the, that has a Pro M2 processor. Um, I'm still, you know, I, I actually got one, uh, used it, and then returned it because it still wasn't enough of an upgrade over my M1. And I think I told you this before. I think they backed themselves into a corner with these great M1 chips because, yes, now the M2 is better, M3 is going to be better, but... You know, it, it's iterating at this point because the M the M series is such a powerful, powerful series of chips. So yeah. the M2 Pro was already announced for the Mac Mini. I don't think we're going to see anything for the Mini. I was hoping we would, but that's not going to be, I think, until next year with the introduction okay. of the M3 chip. Just because they've already done what I asked for, what everyone asked for, make me a semi-pro version that that isn't a studio, which, which we thought would be the new Mini Pro. It's not. They're doing a Mini, and they're doing it really well. They're making it with a Pro chip, and it's great. So I think we're I think we're done with that. The studio definitely needs it. And Mike, my, my thought was that the studio would eventually become the uh, you know the new pro. That well, that we said, listen, be, I yeah. said this. My speculation is, and I'm sticking to my guns, is that the new Mac Pro is going to be a higher end Mac Studio yes. with some kind of external enclosure that you can put in PCIe cards, extra storage, extra RAM, extra whatever you want. And with one cable, it's just extend that experience. Yeah, you can yeah. buy the Mac Studio, and when you want the power, you have that thing. Maybe it's in the same case. Maybe it's in a rack mount. Who knows what it is? But I think that is going to be what the Pro is, modular like that, yeah. so you can build upon it. Yeah. That's my that's yeah. my take. I think I, Didn't I say that like two years ago? I think I, I think we had a conversation where I was no, like, you I You talked see. about it like the Mac Mini. You said the Mac, two Mac Minis together. Yeah. You actually, no, you predicted the Mac Studio. Yes. <laughs> exactly. But when you see how powerful that is, when you see everything that yeah. it can do, it's it's completely bonkers. So and again, what makes the pro for a lot of people and for most people is the ability to configure, the ability to add cards, the ability to take out and replace exactly. and upgrade. And that's not the ecosystem. That's not the garden that uh, that Apple is promoting right now. They're promoting the, this. Listen, this is the problem I'm sitting in right now. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You know, because I, know. I need a new computer, a new desktop, and I'm contemplating using my laptop. But with only four gigs of, of main storage on there, I need a way to add a lot more storage well, on storage there so I can great. work off it. Well, storage now with, US, with Thunderbolt 4 
and USB three storage is easy easy to do outside. You could you could daisy chain storage outside. Storage without is getting easy, in. but it's yeah. not as fast as an SSD on your computer, right? Yeah, that's so true. you're not getting that performance like you would if you're saving stuff on your computer. And working just on your local computer and moving stuff off afterwards is not necessarily the best and, and most efficient El- workflow. Or elegant. I get it. I get it. You're right. Yeah. You're right. We'll have to see. Okay. Yeah. So all about software WWDC with a couple appearances by hardware. That's great. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here's something that I don't understand. And it relates to Apple, but it relates to other companies. And, uh, and it's uh, it's something that I don't get. Okay. We saw the introduction of ChatGPT back in December before the holidays. Everybody is talking about some kind of natural language model, artificial intelligence, being able to just conversely do things on your computer. And I'm going to give you two examples of things that I've done okay. with ChatGPT. I've done, for example, summarize this transcript into a one paragraph. Give me a title. Generate keywords. I went so far as to actually have it code for me. I wanted to create an order order status thing that tied into a third-party application. And with natural language, I said, write me a script in this language that ties into this third-party account that looks up a number, gives people, and it did it. I absolutely did it. I was absolutely blown away. Without coding myself, I have basic HTML knowledge. I was able to actually code something and make it operate and really? put it out to the world. Absolutely. Okay. That's free. So, okay. Yeah. That's a this crazy. just shows you the power of the natural language. Okay. Okay. And and the big example that people are throwing out there is, oh, you're being able, you're literally able just to just talk and have a conversation. Why has nobody talked about the implementation of these language models in our smart assistants? Google said nothing about it in search or their Google home products. Amazon has yet to say a word about how they're going to incorporate it into the Echo line. Apple has not said a peep about AI in any way, shape, or form. They haven't talked about it in their software. They haven't talked about it in Siri, in their hardware. I think, and I hope, that we're going to get a glimpse into what Apple is working on when it comes to these language models, because right now, they're really behind the eight Oh, ball. wow. Siri is dumb as a stick and always has been. In ter- comparatively but not only speaking. in Siri, but yeah. think about everything else that everybody's announced so far. Microsoft, wow, with really their co-pilot, yeah, yeah. in Word, in Office, and everything that's going to go on, you're going to be able to create emails. You're going to use Bing to have suggestions on things to write. You're going to be able to, the example I saw was someone looked up a recipe, was looking up a recipe for a pie. They said, just summarize the ingredients I need. And it just looked through the article and just gave them the ingredients. They said, okay, get me the ingredients. And it tied into an Instacart plugin. It found everywhere that it found the ingredients and it ordered it for them. And all they did was say, order the ingredients for me. Terminator is not that far off at this point, is it? Let's not get into the end of the world. Skynet. That's for another yeah, episode. Okay, okay? Yeah, Skynet's not. But when you think about it, Skynet was not that much of a high concept. No, it was at the time. Yeah. Total, total so, other conversation yeah, we exactly. have maybe next week. But. <laughs> I think this is the opportunity for Apple to showcase how they're going to incorporate it. And if they don't, I think that's a big miss. Missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll probably deflect and they'll probably say, oh, we're talking about the headset and not mention anything about it. But what about mail? What about pages and, Excel, uh, and, and numbers? And, and I mean, we're creating complete PowerPoint presentations with Microsoft Copilot. Well, Apple, you know, Apple graphic, like Microsoft. Adobe. Well, they have the ecosystem that it would hugely benefit from this, just like Even Microsoft just, does. Just adding, you know, a co-pilot features, meaning, you know, suggestions and emails and word and and, and power uh, presentations, form. documents. Form. You're right. That would at least show. Okay, this is at least they're thinking about it. 
But I think the biggest opportunity out there is whoever comes to the market with it in our personal assistance. Right. And I don't know, a company like Apple with billions of devices out there, it seems like a natural for me. And no one else is talking about it. I don't know if they're just taking the wait and see approach here. But nobody is talking about it. Well, that's that's the problem. And this is a great opportunity for Apple to go back to what Apple originally was, which was an innovator that other people followed. Not that Apple doesn't make great stuff, but they've really taken that new approach of let's wait, let them do it first, and then we'll see how to do it better, which is great down the road. But it would be great to see Apple take those chances again and lead and have people try and catch up with them such as when they put out the, fir- the first iPhone. So yes, I would love to see that. Am I 100% sure that they will based on their track record of waiting and seeing like you mentioned? I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, but would it be great? Absolutely, it would. It'd be wonderful to see them innovating again. There are a third party, the people out there who have created these Siri Pro assistants where they use Apple shortcuts to actually create an interface to ChatGPT. But to see a more tightly integrated product like that, I think is an incredible opportunity because with natural language, you can even, and I've seen this as well, you can go search YouTube now, people have created these giant prompts basically saying, you are my home assistant, your name is this, I have five rooms in my house, each bedroom has lights that are controlled by my Lutron bridge, and based on all that natural language, it was able to control the house. It was able to tie into the API and use Siri shortcuts to control home devices. So the fact that other people are making these things before Apple even does it themselves really is kind of interesting. And I'm so surprised that nobody has announced anything like that. And I think it would be a great opportunity along with this headset. Just imagine if you can control it with AI. Well, think of it this way. I'm going to put I'm going to just make you think about one thing. Apple has always been so protective of their software and the control of their software even with developers not allowing developers access to certain aspects of their you know of their OS regardless yeah. of the so letting letting the software itself have control of the software that's like a huge leap for them and is it something they're willing to share or willing to try unless it's perfect i don't know cuz that's not apple's thing control is their thing so letting people control they're not so they're not so keen on letting the software control that they designed to control their software? I don't know. I don't know if they're I don't know if they're gonna I don't think we're going down that road. I don't think it's yeah. gonna be to that extent. But yeah. just allow me to interact a little bit more naturally. You know? I would love that. I would the question is would they love it? You know what they I mean, we haven't <laughs> we haven't talked about the fact that they they announced incredible accessibility features a couple of weeks ago, like personal voice. You're gonna be able to train your phone to speak in your voice. Which is creepy as hell, but still really which cool. Which is creepy as hell, but also <laughs> right. It's insane. Yeah. And the fact that it does it on the phone is absolutely insane. And I think that it's going to be one of the things that I think next week when we pick apart WWDC, <laughs> that's going to have reared its ugly head again as well. I think they're going to be talking about that as well. And I think that the other than overall enhancements to all the operating systems and the software, I think we have to see AI come front and center in some kind of way, shape or form in what they're doing. If yeah. not, I don't get it. I just don't get yeah, it. Yeah, it, you're right. It's a big missed opportunity. It's a huge missed opportunity. And, and again, because, you know, money drives everything and the, the money that's going into right now, all the stocks of all the companies that are you know invested heavily in AI. Oh, NVIDIA and like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's insane. It's huge. So it would be, I think it would be a big miss, like you said, if at some point very soon they didn't address it and work on it. Yeah, I agree. Well, let's find out what AI is taking a role in when it comes to uh, our meetings, WebEx and Cisco's. Well, you know what you're going to hear about in a couple seconds. Jidu Patel is joining us from Cisco to talk all about 
WebEx and their AI enhancements. But of course, WWDC, a couple days away. Please join us next week. We'll be picking it apart. Maybe maybe we'll do something right after it's over. I don't know. We'll figure That'd it out. That'd be great. I'm in. It is your tech report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Marco Flalo. Thank you for being with us. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Your tech report will be right back. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon.